Hello and welcome. We're back. Episode four? Quattro. Quattro? Dude, I keep <laughs> forgetting which one it is, and then I just guess and I'm actually right. So yeah, episode four. Uh, a flow podcast with you is Paolo and Caleb, as per usual. Um, you know, we got some fun things to talk about. Do we have any flow news to talk about? I actually, I forgot to tell you, but I heard back about a certain thing. I actually just, it kind of sent me in a rat, in like a loop kind of thing. Oh, it sent okay. me for a loop. So like, I'll just kind of re-email and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay, so you didn't get anything like definitive from... No, I did, but it's just, I got the information that I needed, but I had already had that information. You know what I'm saying? Because it was already the person that I had emailed before. So they told you you can't sell stuff? Basically. They had told me that, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to figure it out. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. So Welcome to a float. So we're still trying, but we haven't been able to secure a space yet. Yeah, but we're going to secure a space. We're good. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. I'm not too worried about it. Um, <laughs> no. um, but today we're gonna be. We got a deep dive again. We got a you know a great a great person to do a deep dive on. It'll be good. What yeah. else we got? We got some talk about Chicago um, sports potentially. Right. And then what was the other thing? Oh, summer smash. Yeah. Probably a little this bit about summer smash. Perhaps? Yeah. Possibly. Before we get into the deep dive, I just want to say we had really only planned to do one at first, yeah. which was the Salehi one, yeah. and then we just kind of was like, well, why don't we like just continue to highlight these people that like are kind of embodying what we want to what we want to do and what we're pursuing right. in the fashion industry right now, right. and like highlight those people and kind of tell their stories and like so you guys can kind of see like what we're trying what we're really trying to do here because they they illustrate it beautifully. Right, exactly, exactly, they do. And, I mean, I think the, the person that we're doing a deep dive on today is a perfect explanation of that as well. Um, someone, with a, someone with a little bit of a different story with ours, of ours, but just like, you know, just like everyone else, the hardest worker in the world that pushed until, you know, he got to where he wanted to be. So, absolutely incredible. We need to do, we haven't done any women yet. We should do some women designers. Anna Wintour, um... Um, Donatella, Versace, um, um, oh, I forget her name, but she's done stuff with Nike a lot, um, we're definitely going to do some women, we're definitely going to get to definitely need to highlight the women, definitely need to highlight the women, yeah, because honestly, yeah, women work sometimes a lot harder than the men to get to where they are now, so, for sure, especially in the fashion industry, so, yeah, definitely talk about them too, um, yeah, next, Next week, let's have a woman. All right. Let's talk about a woman. I will find a woman. <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. I wonder yeah. how much of this we're going to cut out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. We'll, we'll I, have a, a, I will definitely um, probably... Anna, Anna Wintour, you said? Anna Wintour is who came to mind right away. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not as uh, educated on that, but... Right. Um, I will definitely look in that. I'm, I'm yeah. curious now for sure. So. For sure. There's some other people, though, for sure, that we can, like, because I know Anna Wintour is a little more high fashion. So there's definitely people that are more in the, like, streetwear, like, oh, sneaker space. The, the uh, it might be kind of hard to do because she's pretty private, but um, we already talked about her a little bit. But the, right. the woman, I'm blanking on her name. She kept Sprint Flea Market. Oh, right, CBFM, I don't know, but yes. Yes, that's, that may be who, who we do. Yeah, we'll, 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 
There will be a woman next week. We're just going to say that. Next week will be a woman designer. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got, you know, a little conversation about, um, you know, a, we have a deep dive. Yeah, Summer Smash. We got Chicago sports. Anything else? We'll see where we go. We'll see where we go. I love that. Okay, do you want me to just open it up with the... Go ahead. With the deep dive? All right, let's yep. do it. So, today, we're going to be talking about Ruigi Villasenor. Um... I know that we mentioned him on the podcast at least a couple of times before. Uh, Ruigi is, um, he, he created the streetwear brand Rude. Um, I mentioned him before for sure because he is the creative director over at um, the Arizona Coyotes, which is the hockey team uh, in the National Hockey League. So I definitely remember talking about him, I think in season one, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then... And then uh, I think we brought him up again because we were talking about Kid Super and how Kid Super was doing jerseys. Right, right. Yeah. Could have talked. Okay, for sure. Right, we did talk about that. I yeah. remember. Okay, so yeah, let's get into Ruigi a little bit. So um, Ruigi Villasenor um, began Rude in 2015, um, but that's not the only thing we're going to get into. Um, Ruigi came to the United States from what I believe was the Philippines in 2015. I believe he came from Manila in, yep, he traveled from Manila to Los Angeles um, at the age of 11. That's very interesting, I did not know that. Yeah, so definitely had that just kind of like, um, this is my new, like this is a new place, like I'm gonna work really hard, I'm gonna get to where I wanna go, um, kind of mentality in him I think already. Mm -hmm. Definitely parents that, we're not very much fans of his artistic um, interests and like his interest in fashion and you know being an artist and stuff like that. And they kind of want him to go in more, um, I think professional. Pro- I guess yeah, you could say professional route. Um, but that did not stop Ruigi at all. Um, talking about Rude, um, the Baron began in twenty began in twenty fifteen, like I said before. Um, his, I mean, I think the first notable piece that I remember without even knowing Rude is the bandana tee. Um, the bandana tee was just like, it, it came in a few different colors. I'm sure it just came in the black, red, and maybe blue. Um, but it was an ode to Los Angeles and the Chicano, Chicano culture out there. And, um, uh, most notably it was worn by Kendrick Lamar back when he was kind of doing his thing. I think that was right after... Mad City. I think that was in the really? Good Kid, Mad City era. Yeah. Uh, when did Good Kid, Mad City drop? Was that 2015? 2013? Uh, 20, yeah, I believe 13. It was 13? Right. Yeah, so yeah. He had 10 years this year, I believe. Word. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, so then what? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so Kendrick was Just rocking. in that whole, like, era. It was in the era. Wait, yeah. but did Tabimba Butterfly drop in 2014? 15. It dropped in 15. Yeah. So it could have been post to Pimba Butterfly. Could have been. I, again, this, yeah. Yeah, because it began in 2015. Yeah. It's a good question. But My, um, my first introduction to Rude, I, I believe, was probably, mm, I don't know, maybe early 2020. Yeah. I would definitely remember going to SVRN to enter raffles right. and seeing Rude in there. Yeah. Not really understanding it, just yeah. like seeing it. Yeah. And then 2021... I saw Griselda perform. Right. And maybe West Side Gun, not. I'm one of the three right. people in Griselda I saw was wearing. Some like rude? The, the shorts. You know, the classic rude shorts. Oh, was it was it uh, Conway? Conway? Conway is always wearing shorts. 
It could have been. Not always wearing shorts, but I've seen him in shorts a lot. Yeah, it could have been. But, True. yeah, I've had a couple different, like, you know, instances of me seeing Rude or hearing about Rude. Yeah. But not really ever fully, like, knowing about it or really yeah. understanding it. Because, sure. you know, it's kind of outside of my price range for clothing. So. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely something we're going to talk about, too. Um, no, but Rude is, like... Yeah, I've seen it around a bit, too. I've never really known much about it. I really only found more out about Ruigi, I think, after I learned about him be signing okay. on as creative director. Yeah. I think I, I definitely knew about Rude before, and I'd seen some of his collaborations and stuff. Like, I think he did something with Lamborghini and, like, some of the different yeah. uh, race or just automobile. Yeah, he does a lot of, like, I feel like I've definitely seen, like, racing and car stuff. Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of car stuff, a lot of car collaborations, so... And I, sure. what I have heard is that he makes, like, super quality stuff. Yeah. Like, all this stuff is really, really high quality and, right. like, really well done. Yeah, no, I mean, when you're selling it at high price points, like, you know, yeah. $600 t-shirts and stuff like that, you kind of have to, you know, make sure it's quality. You can't just throw throw a design on a guild and call it a day for $600. Is it 600 Ah, let me check, because I saw it in this article, and I'm pretty sure he said it says, like, $600 for, like, yeah, six hundred dollar rude T shirts. Um, what's the mar- What's the difference? Like three? That's three hundred times our price. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Thirty uh, times our price. Thirty times. Yeah. Jesus, that's crazy. Thirty times for a T shirt. That's incredible, honestly. I mean, if that if we could ever get to that level, not to say that we would ever sell a six hundred dollar T shirt, but if we could get to that level, wouldn't that be crazy? It would. Yeah, I can't. I, yeah. Six hundred dollars. That was a collab, though, right? Probably. It was so probably a collaboration. What did it say? I, uh, I, hold on. Is it? No, it just says six hundred dollars rude T-shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's I mean, insane. Like yeah. six hundred for a tea? That's <laughs> crazy. You know what you can do with six hundred dollars? Yeah, I mean that's up there with like. Balenciaga. Yeah, that's Prada like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of those brands. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow. All right. That was maybe <laughs> like three minutes just to talking about how crazy yeah, I did, 600 I've, I've seen the prices. I haven't, yeah, I didn't and know it was that. With all that being said, though, they are probably the best quality t shirt that you can get. And yeah. also, they have really amazing designs on them. So, like, 600 is pretty steep, but like, you're definitely getting what you're paying for. To a certain extent. Well, yeah, you know, obviously, whatever. Yeah, but you know, not to shit on Ruigi at all, legend, but um, <laughs> that's a steep price point. Um, right, so he he become kind of bigger because he got this notoriety from Kendrick Lamar, and he saw you know he was being seen around the world and stuff like, or just being seen by some of these bigger names. Uh, you know, Jay Z was wearing his stuff as well. Definitely you know, the impression I've gotten uh, from what I've seen is like West Coast brands. So Kendrick, definitely. Kendrick makes a lot of sense. Right. So yeah, definitely very much appealing to the West Coast culture. It's interesting because I said Jay-Z and then you said West Coast brands. <laughs> <laughs> well, the picture we saw, Jay-Z was wearing a, like a Lakers hat. Yeah, he right? was at the Lakers game or something, yeah. for sure. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely a West Coast brand. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not just about rude, honestly, like... Root is root is the story of root is is um it's all about exactly just like his life and a lot of kind of like like our our story as well it's about just kind of 
pushing and, and creating and pushing more and more and trying to, you know, become just like and just really push his own message of being that 11 year old kid from Manila who now comes to America and wants to, you know, realize his dream and, you know, do, you know, do all of this. Um, yeah. Um, but now, I mean, you know, what's, what's been interesting is that Ruigi really popped off, I'd say about 20, 2018 or so. Uh, at, at that point he was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Um, and you know, for like, was he doing anything else? Or was like, it was just, it was solely rude. It was yeah. pretty much solely that's, rude. At that's this pretty point. impressive. It is. Um, so yeah, he was really just grinding on rude and then that sounds weird. He was really just working on rude. Um, and then, you know, like, you know, it says in this article, like he got on the, he, this, this interview and got off the phone with this dude and then heard Luigi talking or calling someone to order his Ferrari. So like, that's just like, that's crazy. Like, oh my God, that's crazy. What, what's the number for that? Who yeah, do you call? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to find that number when I'm ready. When I'm ready, I need that number. <laughs> I'll have to talk to Luigi about it. Um, <laughs> um, but so what's, what's been fascinating about, about Luigi though, is that he is not like, he's not just stuck to root in a way, but like he's, He's not let off the gas at all. He's still pushing Rue, but he's he's going into these other spaces that are all pretty much still fashion oriented, but like really kind of creating from the ground up again. And I say that because, um, uh, excuse me, Ruigi just stepped into a role as creative director at Bali. Um, Bali is a European luxury brand. They've been around for about a hundred years. Um, but not many people remember Bali as much as, uh, I think others will. Like a lot of like the, you know, the name Bali doesn't always ring a bell when you're talking about brands like Dior, yeah. Gucci, Versace, all of these high known fashion brands. Bali is not like a name that you hear still anymore. They're is, kind of, is that what they're trying to change with the Ouija? Exactly. They're trying, to, they're trying to get up on that list. They're trying to kind of come back. And what's interesting is that Ruigi said, um, it's not about where I want to go, it's about where I'm needed. And I think that that's beautiful because he's, he's stepping into these roles that like, he doesn't exactly, he may not be like, that's not even that he's not interested in it. It's like he's, he's stepping into a, a role where he knows that he can be on the forefront and really push his own creative product through Bali and not have much pushback because he's more on the forefront of fashion right now. He is fashion, honestly, at the moment. Ruigi is pushing really hard. Um, so he's stepping into these creative roles like, like Bally. Um, I think, I think, sorry, not no, go ahead. Off, but I think similar to Tremaine in a way that he's like, you know, he worked with so many different brands right. through the course of his career and so many, on so many different projects, made his own brand. And then a couple years later was brought up by Supreme to be their creative director. So kind of just moving around and like like Ruigi said, kind of like where he's needed to be. Exactly. And where, where his, like, yeah, where he's needed to be. Exactly. Yeah, no, completely. So it's just like, it's really cool. Like he's really, he doesn't care about like, yeah, I want to go, like, you know, he didn't, he, he might've not been super interested to take on that, you know, Louis Vuitton role, but like 
he knew because like you know maybe Louis Vuitton is gonna push back more on what Rui G is allowed to do and what he can't do and stuff and just have put up those kind of creative barriers. But a place like Bali is not going to do that because they've been out of the conversation for a little bit. Um, so that's what's so cool is that like he's not choosing places that, like he just wants to go because like they're already so well known. He's choosing places that he can kind of rebuild in his own manner. Um, and it's the same with taking on the role of um, creative director at um, the Phoenix Coyotes. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of fashion people step into the hockey world almost ever. That is not something that happens often at or, all. Or like any sports or, team. Exactly. And like, like, I think... I mean, it's starting to happen now with Don C for the right. Bulls, obviously. Don C and then Ronnie Feek for uh, the Knicks a little bit too. Right. Uh, did he step into that role? Was that him? Was, is he creative director for the next one? I believe. I believe that's. I believe so. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's happening. It's happening starting now, but it hasn't. I mean, historically, it hasn't really been a thing. Yeah. No, definitely. So it's it's really interesting, and it's it's what's interesting is that like you saw it, you know, with Don C and Ronnie Figa first for the for the Knicks and the Bulls, like basketball, very much on the forefront of like American pop culture at the moment, and. Um, you see Ruigi now step into somewhere like the Phoenix Coyotes. Um, as a hockey fan, I can tell you it's one of the smaller markets in the NHL kind of, like, world. Yeah. And, um, like, Phoenix is kind of just, like, whatever, yeah. you know, like, in terms of hockey. Like, no one, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know the L.A. Kings from right. hockey, the Blackhawks, obviously, because right. I'm from Chicago. Right. The Rangers. Yep. The New Jersey Devils. Yep. And maybe like one or two other teams. Yeah. But like some teams, people say, and it's just like, who is that? What? That's an NHL team. I had no idea. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I think a lot of people like me. It's just hockey's not like a big sport right now. No. So it's like a lot of people just aren't tapped in like that. No, the, and and that's the thing. Like, it's funny you say that because hockey definitely is a big sport. Like in terms of just like the the talent that's in the NHL right oh, now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. But, like, yeah, in terms of American pop culture, hockey is not on the forefront at all. Like, it's just kind of, like, hanging out. Yeah. Like, it's it's still, like, a big deal to the people that care about hockey because, like, hockey is loved by many people everywhere yeah. around the United States and stuff. But, like, it's not, it's not like how everyone knows, like, LeBron James, everyone knows Connor McDavid yeah. or, like, Trevor Zegers, I mean, like, some of these, you know. Yeah, I could probably tell you who won the past few Super Bowls. I cannot tell you who won any of the Stanley Cups recently. Do but you know who won last year? I think the Avalanche, right? Yeah, the well, Avalanche won. Well, because we went to the game. We went to the We went to the, the Blackhawks-Avalanche game. Oh, that, that, right. That got brought up. Right. But if we had not gone to that game, I would not have known. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, like, hockey is just not that... You know, like I said before, it's not really in the American pop culture at the moment. But, you know, you look at the Phoenix Coyotes and signing on Ruigi as head of, you know, creative direction. Like, it just shows you, like, he's pushing what isn't... He, he's on the... He, he Like I keep saying forefront, but, like, he's on the forefront of, like, this isn't popular right now, but I'm going to make sure that it gets popular because I'm going to sign my name onto it and I'm going to start pushing it out more and doing and doing, you know... What he does. Exactly. Doing what he does and just doing it his own way and put, you know, pushing it to that level. Sorry, that was my phone dropping. <laughs> pushing it to that level and um, making it that next big thing. Yeah, you know? that's and actually really interesting. It is. You don't see a lot of people doing that. No, and that's what I think is so awesome. And it's like, it's definitely a, um, 
it's definitely a goal of mine to do something like that for sure in life. That, it's that just would like, be super cool. Yeah. Just to work with, like, I mean, yeah, if I could be creative director of, like, the Hawks or, like, something like that, I'd sign on 100%. But, like, just, like, not about going where you want to go. It's about going where you need to go. Helping the people that need it versus, like, going somewhere because you feel like it'd be cool for you to be there because there's no notoriety there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, it's, like, it's, you could be, you could, I mean, like, the, like you said, the Louis Vuitton role, for example, right. not that he was, not that he was in contention for that job or... Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. But it's like, that's not for him. Yeah. Louis Vuitton's already at the top, kind of, in a way. Exactly. And, like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to go there. No. He need, like, Bally, who, who, who knows Bally? He's going to try to change that. Like, exactly. That's a, that's a super respectable thing. No, completely. So and you, you can just, like, you can tell, like, Luigi's probably a very much a salt of the earth, like, good person, because, like, he just has those, like... Uh, what's the word? Morals, kind of. Yeah. Like, you know. And we're not trying to like, this uh, Pharrell or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, please <laughs> like, don't think that. Like either. we're not like, oh, he's just going for the cloud or whatever. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's gonna do some crazy things with Louis Vuitton. I can't wait to see. What he Cannot does. wait to see. But what it's he does. just like it's just cool the approach that Ruiji's taking. It's a yeah. little bit different, and it's cool. No, it see. is cool. It is. It, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely, yeah. just like yeah, one of the great people out in the in the fashion industry right now. Um. That being said, though, you know how Pharrell, like, auctioned off, like, all of his jewelry? Yeah. Okay, can you imagine if the first Louis Vuitton thing back is him just doing a bunch of chains and stuff like that, all with the Louis Vuitton stuff? Like, he just makes his whole new collection of, like, chains and jewelry and stuff like that? I mean... Can you imagine... No. <laughs> I would, I, that'd be so cool. And, like, that's why he auctioned all of it off. Just so, like, not even for the money standpoint at all. Just literally so that, like, he'd just be like, take all this stuff. I'm going to bring in this whole new, like, collection. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, if, I, he's definitely going to do some jewelry. 100%. I swear to God, if that's what happens, I'm going to have to have Louis and Pharrell send me, send me sets of the, the collection. Send me all the chains and everything. All the jewelry. What do you mean? They, they have to send it to me because I already called it out before it happened. <laughs> oh, facts. They got to have to. <laughs> if I already called it out before it happened, then it has to. Yeah, okay, so with Ruigi, I'm not done with that. Um, Ruigi also has stepped into a role at Zara. He has his own athleta wear. Um, I believe that's an athleisure, athle <laughs> yeah, athleisure line at Zara, um, which is awesome. And the reason I say that is because, like we've talked about before, $600 root shirt shirts, $1,000 Bally shoes, you know, I'm sure a lot of yeah. other things at Bally is also just as much or more. Um, this athletic wear, this athleisure line that he's doing at Zara is going to be a little less expensive. And he's doing that for the exact reason that, you know, we like to sell our clothes for, you know, as respectful of a, of a price as possible is because he knows that, you know, when he grew up, he couldn't afford, like, the crazy, like, you know fly shit that like everyone wants to wear like whether it's like high fashion stuff or just whatever like streetwear was in at the time yeah um and that's what's so cool and he talked about how you know 
he would go thrifting as a kid and try to find stuff there. And it's just like, it's that same kind of mentality that I feel like we also grew up with is like, I might not be able to like really afford to buy like the crazy pair of Jordans or like the really nice, like what, Babe hoodie or like the new Supreme drops yeah. or anything like that. But yeah. like, I can go to the thrift store and I can go find some cool vintage pieces. I can go find some weird funky designs, some funny t-shirts, nice pants, jeans, whatever. Low key, you might cop a pair of Jordan sixes at the thrift too if you get lucky enough. <laughs> they might be six sizes more than you, but you might get them. Um, but yeah, just like all you know, like he had that he has that exact same or he had that exact same mindset growing up that I feel like we did. Yeah, and I mean it reminds me of um, I think what Kanye was kind of aiming for or what Ye was kind of aiming for with Gap, right. with his Gap collab, was yeah. kind of make his designs more accessible. Right, which, which is definitely a cool concept, and it's yeah. cool that Ruigi. Not, I'm not trying to, uh, you know. Yeah, we gotta be careful about the Kanye talk yeah. right now. I'm, no, it, I'm not saying like. No, he, I know, he, I know. know. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. No, I completely understand. <laughs> but we do just like, I think just like overall, we need to just low key stuff. No, I, I know. We talk about him a lot on the podcast. We talk about like we but, talked about him a lot last week, and yeah, I was like, no, oh, I don't know if we should be doing this. I know, this. but he's. It's just hard because he's been so influential in fashion. He you know has what I been. mean? Like, he has been. He started a lot. And I know. He started a lot with us, personally, just because, like, he was, like, the guy who also kind of got us into fashion, too, a little bit. Like, it was definitely Virgil, but it was a little bit Kanye as well. Yeah, it's the, like, it was the, the whole Yeezys. streetwear culture at the yeah. time, which a lot of it was, was Kanye. Was yeah. Kanye influenced, for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I try to I shun him as much. As possible. Uh, yes, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I I just that's what that's what kind of came to my mind when you said Zara was like no completely was Gap right and completely yeah it yeah. also is like um wasn't he low key selling that shit for expensive too though it wasn't cheap it wasn't cheap right it was yeah like how much was the hoodie do you 90, remember ninety yeah that's not horrible I mean still that's pretty expensive but yeah. like it also reminds me of like Fear of God Essentials yeah which nice. is with Paxson. It's right. kind of similar, like, Same idea. you get, like, the designs from a, like, a, what's that dude's name? Jerry Lorenzo? Yes. Right. But you're not having to pay the Fear of God prices. You exactly. You pay, like, PacSun prices. Exactly. PacSun low-key is taxed, though. But honestly, though, I am trying to do a deep dive on Jerry Lorenzo, too. Yeah. We should do one on Jerry Lorenzo, because Fear of God is awesome. Sure. I cool. Mean, Fear of God is whatever to me. I, really? I, I don't know. It's I'm, pretty blank. I'm it's not, pretty blank. I'm not very into it, honestly. Yeah. Like, Essentials is super popular right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. And I don't really care about it. I don't, <laughs> give, I don't give a shit about Essentials either, honestly. I just think, like, I'm thinking back to, like, the older, like, Fear of God stuff, especially the Nike collaboration. The, and, that like, Fear of God, the first Nike shoe, yeah, was bro. pretty awesome. Fucking fire. I want a pair still. I still want a pair. Shout out RSVP Gallery. Word. You caught the pair. Didn't you caught the green ones? On some crazy shit? Didn't you cop the green my ones? My boy, my boy Daniel Zelensky, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> using a using a sneaker bot, yeah. got me a pair of the uh, green ones. This is like my old sneaker reselling stories. Yeah. The the same day, um, I was outside of Notra. Yeah. Me and me and my boy Seth first in line. Yeah. You're never gonna guess who shows up. Who? Perfect Soul. You know that dude? Perfect soul. New York reseller. He was in town for like a, he was in town for the uh, Jordan 1 SB drop. Okay. Anyway, like just like classic Puerto Rican from New York. Yeah. Wears a tank top at all times. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was in line. He's probably like five feet tall. Him and all those guys were like trying to cut and stuff. We were first. So. Really? They yeah. were trying to cut? Yeah. Fuck those guys, honestly. So I got the pair there. I got the pair at RSVP. So I got three pairs that day. Didn't really do that well because they were bright orange and green. Right. But... Yes, 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 yes. You did have them. I remember. I remember seeing them at your house. I was like, yeah, those are insane. Like, those are crazy. <laughs> Huge orange like the biggest shoebox I've ever had was such a pain to ship. Yeah. <laughs> I remember all of this. Can we do a podcast episode where we literally just talk about your sneaker reselling stories? Sure. And I can talk about mine too. Sure. But what little story that because low key like yours are real and then mine are just like outrageous and I, they're just like just, so funny. I just started laughing so hard because I forgot Paula did sneaker reselling exactly. I did it for like a little bit and I just oh my well I'm not I'm we gotta save all that conversation for later. <laughs> That'll be another episode for sure. Right. But but, but yeah, I definitely has I definitely did cop a couple for your guys' shoes in my time. Right, right. Um with all that being said, I don't think we need to say anything much more on Ruigi for right now. Yeah, that was he's the doing super cool things in fashion right now. He's though. doing great things. He just had his collection released for Bally's, uh, I believe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I see. Um congratulations to him on that. Congratulations to Ruji just in general. He's traveling a lot to find his like creativity and stuff. And I mean, if that if if traveling is the way that you find your creativity and you're able to do that, like is that not living life to its full ex- fullest extent? Like no, I, I mean, can't yeah. I couldn't imagine anything better. Yeah. Um yeah, go for Ruigi. Um super, love it. Yeah, super cool Absolutely. to learn that about him. I, there was a lot I didn't know in there. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's cool. And I think, yeah, next week we'll come back and we'll do a, a woman designer yeah. and we'll go from there. And maybe some maybe some reselling stories. Who knows when we'll do that episode. We got to, it might, it low-key might just have to be a standalone, like away from a season. Like we yeah. just come in and just Facts. talk for like an hour Facts. or so. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stories there. Yeah, there are. There's some good ones. <laughs> Where it's just like the const- the loop, bro. You just hit the wicker oh, park to the... such a funny story uh, I'm thinking of right now. Really? Yeah. With me involved? No. Alright. <laughs> Alright, cool. I can't wait to hear it. We'll talk about it. We'll oh my about. god, bro. We'll talk about it for sure. Um, okay, so we talked about Ruigi for a bit. Let's talk about... You want to talk about Summer Smash or you want to talk about Chicago Sports first? We'll get into Summer Smash because it's just quick. But. Right. I thought it was interesting, the venue switch, first yeah. off, which I really respect. Yeah. Because Douglas Park... Um, definitely a lot of controversy there with the different festivals and stuff. Yeah. And it's just cool to see them like, like kind of giving the park back to the community a little bit. Yeah. And saying like, you know what, we can take this somewhere else. So we yeah. will. Yeah. And I respect that a lot. Got a Cole Bennett. Yeah. Cole Bennett's just a super like stand up guy. Very genuine it seems. Definitely seems like, to be. just like, I've, I've never had anything that I saw him do that like I just don't respect. Completely. So like maybe he did a deep dive on him because he's been doing some cool like fashion stuff as he well. He has. He's definitely and, a lot of cool fashion stuff. And this yeah. is a, a great creative in the world. Yeah, and he has a super inspiring like come sure. on. For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. But so I was talking to Paula. I was like, do you see the teaser they put out on Instagram yesterday to like yeah. announcing the festival and whatever? Yeah. And and the song they use in the in the uh, in the teaser video. Yeah. On by future. By future. So I don't. I, you heard it here first, man. I. I it's I, probably gonna be because what song did they do last year? I don't remember. It was all Cardi, I, I think. Probably. It was either Cardi or Uzi. All I'm saying, it wasn't Uzi. Uzi wasn't a planned headliner. Oh right, he wasn't. He, either, he all, all I'm saying is future is probably gonna headline Rolling Loud. Or not. Uh, Summer, uh, Smash. Summer Smash. If yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear fucking March Madness. I can't wait to hear. Uh, Thought it was a drought. Wicked. Mask off. All what I'm, else? Stick talk. You, all I'm saying is you heard it here first. 
Yeah. You heard it here, a flow podcast. A flow podcast. We're going to talk to Cole Bennett, too. If we call that shit like we just did, then he's sending well, us I need a backstage pass. Yeah, we need backstage pass in three days. Three days of that. Please. I need a parking spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need something. Yeah, word. Word. You yeah, know, we're going to have a great time. I can't wait, bro. Summer Spider's going to be fun. I'm only going if it's future, though. I don't really? Care I mean, I, I'm You've not... seen everyone, bro. And like, low-key, you've seen I mean, everyone. Yeah, it would be... There's definitely people I would go see. It's just, like, it's got to be... It's got to be somebody, because... It's got to be worth it. Because I'm not, I'm not driving an hour. I'm paying 30 bucks for parking or whatever to just... You drive? You would drive to that? You, that's the only way to get there. Really? It's it's out in Bridgeview. It's in Bridgeview? Stadium... Uh, Seagate Stadium, yeah. All the way out in Bridgeview. The uh, bus ride is, like, two hours from my house. Okay. The car drive is one. So okay, I might have to stay at Mike's house or something. I might, I might have to hit up my reserves in the uh, in the South Side area, the South Side suburb area. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah. we're gonna figure that out. But um, no, super excited for Summer Smash this year. I I know Lollapalooza lineup comes out. I think on Tuesday. Really? Yeah, they know okay. it comes out Tuesday. Yeah, there's a couple. Expecting decent things. We'll see. I need a Travis Scott. <laughs> if it's Travis, bro, I'm, like I'm always talking about controversial shit, but I need a Travis Scott. Yeah, low-key, I do too. I do too. Is Travis controversial still? To some. To some, for sure. I don't know. To the people listening to this podcast, do you think Travis is controversial? Maybe? Depends on who's listening, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, let us know, though. Yeah, actually, let us know. Message us, comment on Instagram. Is Travis con- controversial Whatever. still? Whatever. Question yeah. mark, question mark. But are we still listening to Days Before Rodeo, even if he is controversial? Question mark, question mark. Honestly. <laughs> Couple of good songs off that album. Um, fucking backyard, isn't that such a good song? Backyard, gray. Yeah. Um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? I mean, drugs you should try it. It's like classic. classic. Uh, was that is honestly one of like the best like modern day mixtapes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent, it is. Like it's it's rough around the edges, but it's good. It's such a good. <laughs> it's such a good mixtape. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what the other Summer Smash headliners are. Who, who, do, who, do, you, who do you got for Lala? Who do you think? Who do I think for Lala? I think there's definitely a chance it could be Travis. There's definitely going to be a hip-hop person there, yeah, like, it's, at the top. Right. It's probably going to be... I'm thinking it's like going to be like... It was Lil Baby last year, right? It was like... Lil of, Baby and J. Cole. Oh, oh yeah, J. Cole, MGK, I guess. If you oh, want to MGK in there? <laughs> <laughs> um, bro, also, that, bro, did you see the Something in the Water... Uh, like, uh, this is a bunch of, like, festivals now, but did you see something in the water, the, the lineup for that? Maybe. What it was, was it? Bro, they had the crazy, it's Pharrell's Festival. Oh, I don't know, right. You know, in, like, Virginia Beach or something. Okay. Over on the East Coast. It was, they had, like, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. MGK. Yeah. But then also Wu-Tang Clan, Lil Durk, yeah. and a bunch of those people. It was That's like, fucking crazy. It's, the, it's like, why is Mumford and Sons out? Dude, Mumford and Sons are lit, bro. <laughs> really? They're all live music. They have, like, accordions and, like, crazy like, music. They don't seem like they fit in with the crap. Fuck <laughs> no, they don't. But, like, low-key, I feel like people would actually go see them and be like, yeah, this is lit. Like, I mean, I would just, out of curiosity, I might. But. There, I would 100% say go to a, let me know next time any of y'all going to a Mumford, Mumford and Sons uh, concert I'll come with I'm down I'm down I just didn't know they were still doing stuff either I feel like I'm not yeah. obviously I'm not tagged in with Mumford and Sons but neither am I but I used to listen to them a bit when I was a kid because like it's all would be on the radio right. and like my parents would listen to them too so right. like so I listen to them I fuck with them they're decent they yeah. some oldies songs that I fuck with um, you're really just gonna have to tag the explicit one on this Can I, I'm just gonna openly swear now I feel like 
I'm so tired of trying I, to be... I, every episode is explicit. It doesn't matter. It is? Yeah, I'm, I, I do it every time. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I swear. If you haven't caught on now, you probably, like... I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> Alright, what else happened? Okay, so we're going to talk about Chicago sports. Yeah. Right. So, I was telling Paolo, like... I was thinking about it on the way here. Bulls are 11th in the East right now. Right. Where where are they in terms of play on play in tournament? They we're, they have to get tenth. We're like yeah. a game behind the Wizards or something. Or like yeah. we're right with the Wizards, but like even if we get there, we're not making it out of the play. And like we'd have yeah. to play the Heat or somebody in. Yeah, we're not gonna fucking beat the Heat, we, bro. We, gotta, we would have to beat the Heat in Miami, like one. Yeah, I don't. Fuck that. It doesn't even. It doesn't even matter at this point. No, like, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. We're all just. We're it would, all just it would be fun to see season. them just make it somewhere though. But yeah. But like the the. Bulls are like 11th in the East right now, right. out of 15 if you don't know. Right. So pretty far down. Yeah. Um, then the Bears were like three and 12. Or something right. We'll talk. Season. We'll talk about the Bears. Paul has to tell me some stuff about the Bears. I don't keep up with. Chicago we'll talk about football. the Bears. Let me do a little research as we talk. And then, White Sox actually. My dad was telling me we have a new manager. Yeah. Larusa's out. Somebody else. Fucking Larusa. So uh, I I think I think that's promising. Yeah. Cubs were under 500 last year. Yeah. Yeah, the sky had a pretty good season. The sky, the sky, the sky, is, did have a good the sky in my opinion, are the best Chicago sports team right now, just in terms of performance. Yeah, but then we traded everybody. We yeah, don't have we're, anyone we're anymore. We're rebuilding, but I think, yeah. I think, I mean, everyone left. It wasn't wasn't like we traded them. Yeah, we did trade some people, but I think we still have a decent squad. Yeah, true. I'm, um, I mean, yeah. I trust you more with the sky information. I know a little bit about them, but yeah, I don't know enough. I mean, we, I think we, I think we still have a, a somewhat competitive. We have, a, we have a core still. Uh, somewhat, okay. I, I think it, you know, I don't know who's to say. Right. Um, yeah, and then the Blackhawks, under five hundred as well. Pretty yeah. bad. Pretty bad, right? Hawks are just kind of. Uh, Hawks are fucking disgusting, I mean, honestly. That, what do we have? We don't have any. In terms of the <laughs> no, Hawks, I'm just, just in general. Chicago sports as a whole. What do we have? Let's talk <laughs> about the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Let's talk about. Because the Bears had the first pick, right? The Bears had the first oh, pick. Oh, wait, they traded the first pick. Let's talk okay, about okay. the light I'm, I'm... at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Let's talk about. Because I don't keep up with Chicago football. The Bears just suck every year, so I'm I'm really a Kansas City guy at this point. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I love Pat Mahomes. I don't know what you want me to say. Oh my god! We're gonna have to definitely fucking make that less loud as it is. I just freaked out. That game that sent my body through a whole shock. Paolo and Paolo and our friend James are big Josh Allen guys. So. Big Let's Go Buffalo boys. Huge Buffalo Bills fans. Fuck Josh Ma- or Patrick Mahomes. I fuck. love Pat Mahomes. Shout out Travis Kelsey. Fuck all of them. Shout, fuck out, shout out Andy Reid. Fuck him. You can't say fuck Andy Reid. Nah, He's you can't. Andy Reid is lucky a legend, but like, I don't know. Fuck, fuck the players. Um, let's talk shout about out, it. Shout out Isaiah Pacheco as well. And uh and uh Tony Darius Tony. Darius Tony. Shout out shout out Darius Tony. That's my dog. Name all the players you can still think of. Um let's talk about some Bears football. Let's talk about what could hopefully be the savior of the Chicago sports right now. The light at the end of the tunnel, as I'd said previous. We brought in Poles as our new GM, I believe. I think he's GM. I don't know. Um I'm pretty sure he's GM. he'd have to be GM because he's the one making all these trades. We bring yeah. in Poles as a, as a GM. So okay, 
out with the GM. I think I think with all these organizations, you have to start at the top. Yeah, and get up, start at the top and move down. And that's kind of what the yeah. Hawks are doing too. But like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we did do that. Like, we we had we had well, Stan Bowman left because he's yeah. a horrible fucking person. I'm excited for the White Sox. They got rid of them, rid of the manager. Yeah. So the man, once the manager's gone, you can really get some energy in the team. I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I like the new White Sox manager. I yeah. I watched an interview or two with him. He's probably he's gonna be yeah. good. He's younger. I don't, I don't know anything about him, but yeah. Larusa was falling asleep in the games. Could barely walk. Dude, it was like just like a zombie. Larusa, like we, we needed him gone. Larusa <laughs> was like was like um, Tom Hanks' character in A League of Their Own. If he just still didn't give a fuck, like if he just didn't care the whole time, like instead of him turning around and being like, "Nah, I care about this team," it's like he just didn't give a fuck the whole time. Larusa was a horrible coach, bro. He sucked. Yeah. What like he sucked. People would wear like a like Larusa jerseys and yeah. then put like point oh eight on the back, or whatever, because that's so many DUIs. Yeah. Just like. Should just be in a retirement home. Or yeah, he needs to. He need, and it's not even like a retirement home. Just get him out of the fucking dugout. Like get him away from everywhere. Like all White Sox, all, like everything. Just get him away. Put him in the chair. Let him watch the games. Give him a season ticket. Yeah, call it a day. exactly. Sure, that'd be fun. Um, let's talk about baseball. Right, Poles is new GM. We. Have the first pick of the draft because obviously we had a shit season last season. Three and twelve. It was, Three wins, yeah. twelve losses. Thanks right? for letting us know. <laughs> um, oh my God, James texted group chat. Caleb, your Princeton pick might be the best pick I've ever seen. Let's go! <laughs> Dog, March Madness. I'm so good at March Madness. Bro. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy, bro. That is insane. 15th seed, let's go! Did they actually beat Arizona, they bro? They must have. That's fucking ridiculous. I fucking knew it, bro. Oh my Arizona's God. garbage every year. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, whatever. That, like, literally just got the message peep up on my screen. I was bro, like, no fucking way. I was way. talking to Paolo. I was showing him how, because we always do March Madness every year. Yeah. Paolo missed out this year. It's okay. I'm so mad. It's, it's okay. It was other reasons. But I'm pissed. Me and my friend James, I was showing Paolo, like, these three games are my make or break. Right. And I just hit the Princeton over Arizona upset. Let I'm me check crazy. it. Can I check it to make sure that that yeah. is real? Because if that's, like, that's crazy. Hold on. Let me check this. Fourth, wait. 59-55. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Illinois is down by 11 right now, or down by 9 right now in the second. Okay. Isn't that crazy though? Like, I, I am shocked. And I got it. Yeah, I love that we got on the podcast too. This is gonna be an entertaining ass podcast. I think this is one of the better podcasts we've done. I mean, just for James, it'll be fun. To James is gonna freak out when he listens to this podcast. <laughs> Lots of energy today. Lots of energy today. Lots of energy today. Had a shitty start, but it's a lot of energy today. There we go. Um. Okay. Let's get back in the bears. Let's get back in the bears. We've been off it for a minute. So, we trade the first round pick. We we get we pick up all these other picks. We pick up. We get um, the ninth one. We right? get the number ninth pick and the number sixty first draft pick. Uh, twenty twenty four first round pick. Twenty twenty five second round pick. Okay, those we are get, good. Right, those exactly. Good. And this is this is building for the future. Yeah. And we pick up wide receiver DJ Moore. Great wide 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 receiver. Excuse me. You know, need just like some more hands. We have Chase we, Claypool. We, we have need Mooney. someone that Justin Fields can throw to. It's yeah. not even that. It's not even that. <laughs> It's, I'll break it down. <laughs> but, like, I'm glad we're picking up another wide receiver 
Yeah. It's not a bad move. As long as we're not fucking trading QBs and picking up new ones and shit like we always do to try and fix whatever's Bro, happening. I guarantee you, I just remembered this. I Bro. guarantee you, you wouldn't be saying fuck Pat, Holmes, Pat Mahomes if he did if he ended up on the Bears. If he ended up on the Bears, yeah, of course. Because I'd be the like, Bears could have picked them. Yeah. They picked Trubisky. I still fuck with Mitch. I still fuck with Mitch. <laughs> Mitch was a bear. Mitch is my guy. Mitch is my guy, bro. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. But, like, Mitch is my guy. What happened, happened. Mitch is my guy. Fuck that, Mahomes. Sorry. Not sorry. All right, so then we re-signed Patrick Scales on O-line and uh, Dieter Eelson to one-year contracts um, and fullback Kari Blazingame to a two-year contract extension. Now, this is where we get crazy, all right? This is when we trade DJ Moore, right? The guy that we just talked about that we picked up in Carolina. We traded DJ Moore to Carolina in exchange for a number one overall selection in second round 21, 2023, draft, 2023 draft pick and a 2024 first and second round pick. Um, and oh, then we agreed to terms. I can't stop smiling right now. This Princeton doesn't. I, <laughs> I am so mad that I'm not in March Madness. I can literally throw someone i can throw a person right now because i'm just mad i wish i was in it and i'm pissed off that i let my negativity stop me from doing it i kept putting yeah. it off and kept putting it off and I, I just i just didn't do it and i'm just so mad but we stay afloat but we stay afloat thank you for saying this stay afloat deep yep breath. deep breaths deep afloat breaths um right so the, so we pick up left back tremaine edwards uh tremaine edmonds and tj edwards and defensive end Demarcus Walker on the O-line or outside linebacker, maybe? I don't know OL, what OL means. I think offensive line. Offensive man. line? Right, offensive line. Nate Davis and right back Travis Homer. So right away, we're picking, up, we're, we're picking up a lot of players, but we're picking up people on the offensive line. We're picking up players on the defensive end. We're picking up big guys because that we need because right now, what's stopping us from Justin being... Justin Fields had so many sacks. Exactly. Right? What's stopping us from being at like literally not a three and twelve fucking team is our offensive line. We are giving Justin Justin Fields. I almost said Justin Mahomes. We're giving <laughs> Justin Fields what three seconds max in the fucking pocket, and then he gets stomped on by the defensive line of the other well, team. Well, I think the sacks also are. Just because he runs out so much, that also counts as a sack. Because he has to, because there's no O line. Sure. He's running. Sure. He's I'm running. Not trying to argue. No, I know, I know. I'm just passionate. I'm just passionate. It's purely just passion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not trying to yell at you, bro. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. I just want to make it clear. Like, I'm not trying to argue with you. No, I know. <laughs> you're wrong, Caleb. No, bro. Um, no, but like. He's running out of the fucking pocket because he has no time in the pocket because the offensive line is nowhere to be found. And the reason that we're looking at Chase Claypool, like, what are you doing, is because he doesn't have time to throw to him. Like, we picked up Chase Claypool, which was, like, an exciting move for us midseason last year, and he did nothing because we had no time to get the ball to him. And the thing is that, like, oh, everyone's pissed off at Justin Fields because he's running, but it's like... Justin Fields has to run because there's no other option. <laughs> Justin Fields has no other option to advance the ball anywhere. He's only either going to get sacked and move back or he's going to throw the ball out of bounds and do whatever. And honestly, Justin Fields can fucking run the ball, if we're being honest. No, he's great at he's that. He's a but pretty he decent runner. He doesn't have the team to back him up at that. No, and see, that's the thing. If we can get him that offensive line and give him those wide receivers as options instead of just people to look at while he's getting fucking sacked... <laughs> then he's going, like, we're going to have a decent team. And I'm not saying we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not even going to say we're going to go to the playoffs. 
we're just going to have a team more wins than three. That exactly. That might be competitive every time they step out on the field. They might actually have a little motor under them as opposed to just going out every every weekend and being like, "Yeah, we're probably going to fucking lose cuz we have nothing." Let's just put some offensive linemen in, okay? Let's give, I don't know, let's give Justin Fields 5 seconds, 10 seconds in the, in the pocket. Let's let him find someone to throw to. And then we'll, we'll see what, what Justin Fields can do. We'll see if we need to get rid of him. The people that are like, Justin Fields needs to go, are just like, are literally the problem with the whole Chicago Bears roster. Or not roster, I'm tweaking. Just the whole Chicago Bears, like, universe. Because all we ever do is trade QBs and then draft, choose our fucking first round pick as another QB. We put all of our we put all of our hopes and dreams into this guy, and then he fails again because why? Because we have no O line, or maybe we don't have wide receivers, or maybe we don't have these other pieces that are absolutely like necessary for having somewhat of a football team. And then we trade and we do the exact same cycle, and it's just stupid. And then also, what do we do? We hate on the players that left because we're like, fuck that guy, he did nothing for us. Mitch Trubisky put his fucking heart on the field every single time he stepped out. Same with fucking who else? Jay Cutler? Legend. <laughs> fucking legend. Legend Jay Cutler is. Fucking love number six for the Bears back in the day. Asshole. He's an asshole, I believe. I think he was actually a dickbag. But like, fucking great, great player at the time. Who else do we have? Who else do we have in those like in between areas between Jay Cutler and Obviously, like Mitch? you can hear how passionate Paolo is. Not even a huge Bears fan, not even a huge football fan, but just like there's logic to this and people are missing out. And it's like this is why we haven't won since eighty five. This is why. This is why we haven't been competitive since what? Mid twenty tens? I mean, are we even gonna count like that twenty nineteen or twenty twenty run as like really something like super incredible like it was awesome but like with mitch with mitch and with khalil mack and like you know we had the cody uh, parkey situation with the field po- field goal post or whatever or just oh, missing that, the was, that was then yeah that was then yeah um yeah i don't know i just whatever i don't know i think uh anything else we gotta talk about here i don't think so we did 51 minutes this was one of the most high energy podcasts i think we've had man i am I am just over the moon right now. I am Shout so out Princeton. mad. I'm so mad that I'm not in. I'm not in much madness. I'm that, so mad. That's gonna make my weekend probably. <laughs> Unless I get screwed over in, later on, but. Yeah, low key. I'm glad though. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going to St. Louis with my buddies, and I'm glad that like maybe I'll be. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna escape like worrying about like March Madness. Like mm-hmm. I am. Sad that I'm not in it, but, like, I'm not going to be sitting around, like, thinking about it a bunch, because, like, I'm going to be doing shit. Yeah. And also, none of my friends that, like, at school are, like, super into sports like that, so it's it's not a big deal. It's not like it is with you and James. Graphic design major over here. Graphic design major with friends in anthropology, art, and civil engineering. <laughs> Shout out, Miles. Love you, Mile. <laughs> Love you, Mile. Um, yeah. Yeah, All right. so not big sports, sports people. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope yeah. you enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see you we'll see you next week on the Afloat Podcast. Can't wait to see you. Cool.